Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. The uh, conversations we have in the room when uh, we're not on the air. Well, wow. you know, it's this, this just improv that takes itself way too far. Too, way too far, exactly. <laughs> it just makes no sense anymore. We can't catch you up. Uh, but oh, Also, welcome to Drop the Subject. Also, welcome to Drop the Subject. This is Allie and uh, Jarrett's right next to me. We are both uh, wearing several hats today. We have a lot of different things going on. You have a big summit that you've been planning for for several weeks. You have people... No, for a year and a half. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, it wasn't just thrown together in a couple no. weeks? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I have, um, I'm have. i the vice president of uh, NABJLA, which is the National Association of Black Journalists here in Los Angeles, and we have a huge media summit that we're putting on at USC this weekend, and we've been planning this since like June, July of last year, and the date has changed and other things, and like we've uh, been working toward this for a long time, and so now it's here, and we have three, four hundred people that will be there tomorrow, and So I have, how many panels? I know you love panels we have like eight different panels but like 30 different workshops going on tomorrow for people so yeah it's a it's a very full day but also what's a little awkward and is like I feel like, you know, when you bring your family to work, how like it's a little cringy for you? Yes. It's kind of that for me today because like I have a lot of my, you know, extended family is in the building today. So our national board, um, we have people in the off that are here in the office meeting with, you know, folks from from Intercom and uh, volunteers from my organization, from our board are going to be here today stuffing back. So like we've got a lot going on in the bu- in the building. So, and I'm a little anxious about so it. So are you missing an important KNX News interview upstairs to be I'm, on the air with me? I'm, I might be. I might really? Be. Do yeah. you want to go up there? I a could do a show bit. with Justin for a, a couple bit. minutes. No, yeah. I mean, our vice presidents and stuff are meeting with the uh, with the folks here, and because uh, NABJ is about advocacy for um, Black and Brown journalists and making sure that our stories are being told in ways that are are equitable and fair, and um, really highlight their importance. And so we have chapters across the country um, that are are doing really great things, and then our national board that oversees us. So, um, as I said, I'm the VP here in Los Angeles, and we're a, a pretty big and active chapter. So well, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's 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 a lot to coordinate. It is. It is. So. Trust me. I was here. I ran. <laughs> this is how, how it was for me. Yesterday, I went next door to the, go to the gym, and I was like, oh, shoot, I have a deliverables email that's due at 3 o'clock. It was 2.40. So I came back over, and I was like, oh, I'll just send this email. I didn't leave for eight hours. Oh, last night? Yes. I was here until 11 o'clock last oh, night. Oh, like, no. Yeah, just like sitting here on the computer working. That is an interesting thing when people that you are friends with in a different community enter a your like it's like inviting at your birthday party three different groups of people that never interact with each other exactly and then that. having them in one place yes. and you're like you get social anxiety because you don't know how those groups are going to interact with one another how's this gonna mix what are people gonna say to each other like like they're gonna like blow up the building or right. fight like or something nothing yeah. would theoretically like there, there's no reason why something crazy would happen exactly but you've also never seen the, like this one person maybe that's in the building like me for example you know in a certain context in a certain way right and then you have your other friends and your other extended family that you know in a specific context at a specific way it's like way. inviting you over for dinner like I, you've never been to my house you don't you know yeah. what I mean like we've gone out and done things socially but like being in someone else's space is a little weird Travel is here you guys all know Travel Anderson he's been on, on the show multiple times um, he's here because he's the president of our chapter and so, like, we we work together, but, like, I don't know. It's Wait, a, it's, he's the president? He's the president and of our And you're his vice president? I'm the vice president. He's the president. I, I have So you're his veep? I have no interest in the in that power and that and being the president of this organization. Interesting. Travel is very... He's He is 
a little bit genius crazy. I always joke that he he's probably on the spectrum somewhere um, <laughs> because the way his mind works is kind of brilliant and also kind of crazy. Um, and so Travel leads the organization. Travel is like a he's not. I don't think he's in the building yet, so he won't hear me. But like Travel is really really a brilliant mind, um, and so. It's been, it's been fantastic working with him well, the last couple of years. He's not listening right now, right? I don't think so. Okay. I'm not going to explain anything, but you have been keeping a secret. Yeah. No? Yeah. Oh, no. No? Yeah. Oh, no. No. I don't, no. I'm trying to figure out, like, what does she no. mean? I'm nervous that there's a comedy bit coming no. that I don't know about. Well, you know what? I think we were talking about, you know, it, maybe not Travel, but we were talking about keeping secrets among people in, in your friend circle and how different and how difficult that can be because I suck at keeping secrets. And I, tr- I think I tried to keep a secret from, like, two people in my life and it blew up in my face immediately. No. So if there's ever a situation like that, I, like, don't ever, if you're ever planning anything, please do. Do not include me. Oh, I'm the worst with like trying to plan a surprise or something. Like yeah. keeping that kind of a secret, I'm awful with it. And I'm if also, it's mine, if it's someone else's surprise, I'm great. But if it's if I'm planning something, oh, I'm worth, I will tell the person. I'm, I'm the it. worst at both sides. Yeah. I, I'm also the most gullible person. So if anybody wants to plan a surprise for me, it is extremely easy. You'll when totally I was, buy it. Oh yeah, my uh, in college, my best friend planned my surprise party while I was home. <laughs> nice. She made my birthday cake. In the kitchen while I was cooking myself lunch. And you had no idea. And I had no idea. And then at like 4 p.m. she turned around and was like, happy birthday. And I was like, oh. Oh, was that what this what? was? Yeah. <laughs> I nice. had no idea. So my, I'm pretty gullible. My 10th birthday party, I wanted a surprise birthday party, but like I was trying not to tell people I wanted a surprise birthday party. And so like I just kept being like, it'd be really cool if I had a surprise birthday. And then I asked my uncle, I was like, am I having a surprise birthday party? And he was like, yes. <sighs> But he knew that I wouldn't believe him. And then I ended up having a surprise birthday party. Oh, okay. So, so it was a was, double, it was a double, yeah. He, you're right. He double, He was a double cross. You I double down? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. Well, we have an exciting show for you today. Pause, we have, hold on. What? You also have something very cool happening later today when uh, you leave here. I have a voice. Yeah, I'm doing a video game. I've I booked know, a video game. Do, I don't, I mean, we always joke about you doing voices, but like you're a very talented voiceover actress. Why, thank you. And, because uh, <laughs> you're slipping the voice. <laughs> but you're doing a video game today, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's fun. I've done a few video games. I did. The Walking Dead, and I did uh, the Incredibles video game, and I did um, Watch Dogs 2. So they're really, really fun. It's really fun to do video games because, especially when they're, uh, you know, like choose your own adventure type of video games where it's mm. like, okay, if the person does this, then you say this. Or like, give us five different versions of you dying by a, a fire, fiery crash. And then you're like, ah! <laughs> and then they're like, that was great. <laughs> okay, now your arm is on fire. And so you're just in a booth trying to imagine different ways that your arm can be on fire. It's, it's fun to grow up and do something like this. And then you're yeah. like, you never imagine. You'd be like, give me five different ways that you fell off a building. Yeah. Go. And I'd go. Huh! And I'd go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I need two more. <laughs> One more. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. So, Allison. Yep. You are going to be doing something cool today. And, well, before I say that, as you all know, if you're listening uh, regularly, you know that Fridays are Trump-free Fridays. So, we do our best to not talk political stories that have something to do with Donald Trump. So, 
in that vein where we might be doing a political story right now, we're going to do something a little different. One of our favorite games is called Really Estate. And um, we found two different things that are very similarly and pr- similarly priced. And you're going to have to figure out which one is the most expensive. Yep. And I usually always guess the house. But I think you have two things that are comparable. Like you could technically live in both of these, right? Yeah, well, sort of. Okay. okay. So... <clears throat> Sorry, I'm still getting over this cold. All right, this story God. comes from CNN Travel, and you it do says, have walking pneumonia. Typhoid Tanya is really well. It's doing not a number it's on not, this building. It's not really a cough anymore. So much as it's just like a nose, a, a, a throat a clearing all the time. Okay, so in Hong Kong, there's a parking spot. It says Hong Kong is a global capital, financial financial capital, a haven for foodies, and also a place where it can be more expensive to keep a car than to own a home. Case in point, on October 24th, <laughs> businessman Johnny Chung reportedly sold a 135-square-foot parking spot for a ton of money. Wait, to, 130, oh, 135 square, square feet. feet. Okay. Right. Well, that you know, having lived in the Bay Area, which we both have, you know that people are buying apartments in San Francisco for that. I mean, listen, exactly. Um, so the space is in front of what's called the center, a 79 floor steel office tower in Hong Kong's oh busy God. central neighborhood. Companies such as DBS Bank and Robertson Solicitors Law Firm. Look, it's okay, a big building. Okay, great. Yeah, right. those are you my know, faves. I love Robertson. Uh, if I was going to live in Hong Kong, I would definitely want to live in that parking space <laughs> and be near those buildings. Absolutely. That's great. So Chung 75 had, floors? Yeah. 79 floors. Wow. Chung had owned four of the 400 available spaces at the center and had previously sold the other three spots for six-figure sums. <gasps> This As one, is what I'm talking about, yeah. Jared. Because I always, and I know I'm going on a tangent here, but I've always said that if I want, <laughs> if I had a little bit of money, I would invest in parking spaces because they, they just, they, they're nothing but profit. Your All I have to do is, is get right a now. parking, like a parking garage, or even a little space that you could just draw a couple of lines on it and then put a machine there and say pay, and everyone will do it. And everyone will, yeah. Well, um, as one of the world's most densely populated islands, Hong Kong has long held a space held space at a premium. The previous record holder for most expensive parking spaces in the city was pretty big. I'm not going to tell you how much until later. Um, in front of another luxury apartment building, and that was just last year. Um, and it's not only the parking spots that come at a high price in this city. Everything does. They say um, the cost of living is the, is one of the most expensive in the world, um, living in Hong Kong. So there's that parking space that, that was just sold. Okay. <clears throat> We're comparing this to a beautiful brownstone. In Chicago. Um, Chicago? In Chicago. Wow. I picked Chicago because the video game that you're going to be doing after the show today is based in Chicago. You can't tell us too much about it, right? No, I can't, but it's a 1930s Chicago thing. So you're doing a Chicago voice. So come on over here so you can look, and I'll tweet out the link to this lawyer. Um, And so you can look at the house, and uh, you can see... All the all of the greatness. Oh, you covered the price with a post-it. I did. I did. It's a beautiful (laughs) house. This is huge. Right? So how many, hold on, how many square feet is this? This is... Let's see, this looks... Wait, look uh, away. I'm going to look away. It is um, a four-bedroom, three-bath, 2,500-square-foot home mm. in Chicago. Man, I um, could take off my socks in so many different rooms. 
It's so great. It's a duplex that's situated in the heart of Lakeview and Lincoln Park. Um, It features a chef's kitchen with a sub-zero appliances. Sub-zero appliances? What does that mean? They float? They do, yes. (laughs) Butler's pantry with a wine fridge, (gasps) a huge island and breakfast nook. Um, Lower level features large bedrooms, radiant heat tiled floors, a master bedroom with dual vanity, steam shower, and soaker tub. Soaker tub. Soaker tub? Like you have a a tub for bathing and then a tub for soaking? Yes. I mean, I'm a big person. I can't fit in a bathtub, so that always speaks to me. Um, Three private outdoor spaces, including a huge private roof deck above the garage. Attention to detail throughout the home. I've never seen so many stairs in my life. Look at these staircases. Isn't this crazy? They're like, you need to go to your other floor, and then your other floor, and And then then your your soaking tub floor. floor. Wow. Okay. So Mechanical blinds and garage with electric cars. It's ridiculous. Okay. So that's... All right. So then... That whole four bedroom three three bath three bath house in Chicago a good good area of Chicago yes. too it's not like you're way out there right or that a parking spot in Hong Kong in Hong Kong we're gonna take a quick break when we come back you've got a guess I've got my notes and we'll tell you uh, we've got more coming up don't go anywhere drop the subject we'll be right back the new channel Q drop the subject the new channel Q. All right, Allie, so we are in the middle of Aurelia State. I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> are you? Are you? Yes, I, I, I am. Just a little bit more. I'm right. There Hold we on. go. Hold okay. On. Okay. No, don't do that because that, those I, wheels will really betray you. No, yeah, I, I don't depend on these chairs in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> All right, so we're play, doing Aurelia State uh, on a Trump-free Friday, and we are uh, looking at a, a parking space in Hong Kong that is worth a lot of money, or... 135 square feet. I have it written down with my notes. 135 square foot parking space or a four bedroom, three bath, 2,500 square foot, basically like a brownstone in a gray area in in Chicago, uh, Lincoln Park. Okay. I have done a little research during this break. Oh. And I have found out that the average house price in Hong Kong... The median cost for a home there is $5 million. (laughs) Mm, There you go. That is hilarious how Mm -hmm, sad mm -hmm. that is. So, I know that Chicago can be expensive too, but I think given the ratio, 135 square feet in Hong Kong versus 2,500 square feet in Chicago. Before you answer... There's only $14,000 separating the price of these two different things. Oh. All right. Well, I thought that the parking space was $12,000, so that's not good. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I think that the parking space is more expensive. Final answer. Okay. A bold choice. Um, Wait, I, can I ask the audience? <laughs> I will tell you. Bleep, 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 bleep. The home in Chicago costs $959,000. It is under a million dollars? $959,000. The parking space... I can't even believe it's under a million. Why do I live in Chicago? Listen, the parking space in uh, Hong Kong, $969,000. The parking space is $14,000 more expensive. I win! That's right. everyone in Hong Kong loses. That's right. I, that is a bummer. I mean, can you imagine a parking space for a million dollars? And it sold. Well, I remember when I lived uh, in New York, the first, when I graduated college, I lived in uh, Lower East Side of Manhattan for three months. Uh-huh. And I paid, at that time, $400 a month to park my car in a parking garage. And I thought that was ridiculous. How much was it? It was $400 a month oh my God. to park my car. 
I just can't. Like, it was awful. Yeah, I mean, it's like that here in LA. Like, it's uh, all over the place. Like, it's just really expensive to put your car somewhere. To so. do anything. All right, congratulations. You won. Thank you. Good work. I'm going to eat this Snickers. <laughs> As a win? There you go. As a win. So, okay, also, uh, breaking news. You know we sent Felicity Huffman a care package. I don't even um, know if she had prison. time to get it. Well, I was thinking to myself, if we sent it on Friday, it certainly didn't take a week to get there. So she probably got it by Wednesday or Thursday. Okay, so she is out of prison today because... On a technicality. <laughs> on a technicality, which is... Un- this is. Listen to this. I didn't even know this was a a policy. Right. So she was supposed to serve 14 days. Then they lowered it to 13 days. She is now out today at 11 days because there's a bureau policy that allows inmates to leave before a release date that falls on a Saturday, a Sunday, or a legal holiday. Which is ridiculous. Which is ri- so that means that everyone only gets out on a weekday? Well, they, no one ever gets I'm out of prison remember, on the weekend? Because I did a documentary on a man that was coming out of prison after 25 years. Uh, and he was in federal prison. And his daughter, he had been in jail like his daughter's whole life. And so we were there like the day he came out. And I'm pretty sure he came out on a Saturday. Yeah, I'm not I, positive, I just, but I'm pretty sure it was. I just can't imagine that countrywide they would have some policy this where sounds like you, some rich white lady policy this sounds like club fed yeah absolutely policy. they're like mm, we don't want to like deal with the paperwork on a saturday they're not so stony lonesome just like <laughs> i just i don't know it is not so stony and not so lonesome the thing i was thinking about today was whether or not she like if who who was going to be the person to tell her that martha stewart was coming for her a couple of days ago I know. like is she going to be like oh so what were people saying about me while i was in there so what did i miss exactly Who's president is it the same person they're, is exactly. technology the same <laughs> it's a, What's email? Oh, what is e- what? What are the what are the fashion trends now? I'm totally out of the loop, and they're like everything's the same. But Martha Stewart threw some shade at you. Well, speaking of finding themselves in the clink, Jane Fonda and Ted Danson were arrested uh, this morning in Washington D.C. You might remember we were talking about Jane Fonda is getting arrested every Friday. Um, I think through the end of the year, maybe. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, for climate change. So, you know, Friday is the day that kids are protesting climate change around the world. Oh. And they had that big climate change protest. She's doing it on Fridays the same day, getting arrested in Washington, D.C. every week to protest Isn't there change. some kind of a three strikes you're out thing? Well, that's like for federal. Fe- that's like for big felonies. And I think three strikes is over. I oh, it, ended, it is I over? I think they ended three strikes. So yeah. if she... But can you just keep getting arrested like that with no oh, consequences? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, she's like, it's like a, a misdemeanor. Like, she's not doing anything. Like, that's a federal crime, I don't think. I know, but there's got to be some kind of ramifications for this. Isn't it going to be tougher to rent a car or at least something? There's got to be some kind of consequence. I mean, I think Jane Fonda's going to be all right. You can't just be like, I'm going to get arrested every week. They're like, you're not allowed in Ralph's anymore. I think she's going to be okay. She's going to get through this. <laughs> Aw, um, she's this going is, to Ralph's. This is the third week in a row Jane Fonda was arrested with a group holding a protest over climate change outside the U.S. Capitol building. Ted Danson was among those protesting with the actress and... He, too, was arrested. The video surfaced this morning um, of him being arrested. Fonda and Danson were among 32 people arrested for allegedly unlawfully demonstrating in the intersection of the East Capitol on First Streets uh, on First Street. So, yeah, you know, where are they? That show, where are they now? They need to reboot it. And everyone's just in prison. It, well, everyone's like everyone standing outside the, the Capitol getting arrested. Yeah, Like everybody in the 80s and 90s, everybody from your like that you used to watch it on Nick at Night and things like that, they're all in jail. Yeah, well, there's Felicity that. Huffman, Jane Vonda, and Ted Danson. <laughs> we got to take a quick break. Where's Danny DeVito? When we come back, a tale from the millennial crew. Ooh. And are we going to hear from Barack Obama? That's oh, coming up next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. 
All right, drop the subject, Allie and Jarrett. Later in the show, <clears throat> excuse me, we're going to be talking to our bisexual buddy Clayton Ferris about all of this breaking news with Katie Hill, the uh, House representative who is openly bisexual <laughs> and possibly having an affair already with one of her staffers. I'm loving the idea that, like, this happens and Clayton's like, you guys called me for what? Yeah, <laughs> we need your opinion. <laughs> exactly. We need him to defend all bisexuals because, you know, this could be giving them a bad rep. They already have a bad rep as it is, and it's not fair. <laughs> Okay. All right. Sure. But right now, we're going to get you in the Halloween spirit by sharing another Tales from the Millennial Crypt. Because the Halloween times can be scary for some, but it's even scarier for millennials. Hey, guys. Welcome to my channel. Things like avocado shortages. Oh, no. And a lack of dish soap. A lack of dish soap? And rising rate, rent, and student loans. Wait, wait, is, is dish soap going away? Uh, there's a, a shortage of dish soap. It's not important. Okay. <laughs> She's like, that's not what we're doing. This edition <laughs> of Tales from the Millennial Crypt begins now. You're driving along the highway on a desolate road. Uh-oh. You're headed to a Halloween party dressed as a baby shark. It's perfect. You'll be the life of the party. Then suddenly your car runs out of gas. Oh, you're stuck. You pause, thinking to yourself, you probably should have listened to your mother about always leaving a quarter tank in the car. Or you should have listened to your father about always carrying a, ga- a gas can in your trunk. No bother. Technology will be there to the rescue. You grab your phone. You look in horror. No bars! <gasps> You're in a dead zone. How is that possible? Don't we live in 2019? How will you open gas, buddy, to find the nearest station? How will you get to the party? When you get to the gas station, you look in your glove box for answers and you discover a map, but it's made of paper. What is this mysterious hieroglyph of lines and squigglies telling you about longitude and latitude? Why do we need to know about sea levels? You realize you are one of the millions of millennials who doesn't know how to read a paper map according to a new study. You are one of the six in ten people admitting that they always, quote, rely on mobile technology. When going somewhere new, you look in your seat cushions for sustenance. <gasps> There's nothing but turkey jerky! You die alone. <laughs> the end. <laughs> That's the, a I, I twist love, at the end there? I love it. The end. <laughs> the end. That's where I had to stop writing. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So that's your edition of Tales um, of the Movie Grim? I mean, horrifying. Let me tell you. Hey, uh, you know, reading paper actually, maps is, is disorienting and confusing. For I did many. actually see a meme the other day that was talking about, uh, that had like, it showed like someone holding MapQuest directions in the passenger seat. And it was talking about like being the old GPS. Yes, um, so it's that true. So that was a. I w- that was horrifying. Like the idea. I remember having my laptop open in uh, in a car once because I didn't. I had like map quested something, but I didn't have any Wi-Fi. It was ridiculous. Um, okay. The things we do. Exactly. Exactly. Um, completely switching gears here. Uh, earlier today, the funeral service for uh, Congressman Elijah Cummings began, and um, dignitaries from all around uh, were there. And uh, we got a rare sighting of President Barack Obama. Uh, he had a funny moment. It's always kind of nice to see Barack Obama doing something. Doing like. I love a seeing him do anything. It's exactly. like, where's Waldo? Absolutely. Every time you're like, Obama, there he is! <laughs> exactly. Uh, we'll, uh, we remember uh, Representative Elijah Cummings and uh, send our love and, th- and thoughts to his family. Uh, here's a little bit of Barack Obama. I remember I had the pleasure of meeting Elijah's mother, uh, Ruth, and she told me she prayed for me every day. And I knew it was true. 
and I felt better for it. Sometimes people say they're praying for you, and you don't know. They might be praying about you. <laughs> but you don't know if they're praying for you. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Welp, it's about that time. It is. It's the time where we do a News It or Lose It mashup because it's Friday. We have half the time. So we do three stories each, a hybrid style. Let's hit it. It's time for News It or Lose It. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. All right. Headline number one. Facebook and Instagram are banning the following emojis. Um, and they may yes. be sexually explicit. Oh, uh, then hard yes. Okay. Headline number two. Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel aren't the same person. Or are they? Uh, pass. Yep. <laughs> Don't blame you. And then headline <laughs> number three. This is the list of the most dangerous celebrities to Google in 2019. What does that even mean? Yes. Okay. All right. All right. I got three headlines for you. You ready? I'm ready. Four flight attendants arrested for money laundering at Miami Airport. Oh, all of those things are a yes. You need that one, right? Okay. Snorkeling grandmothers reveal large, deadly sea snake population helping scientists. This this is a contender for gayest news headline of the week. Deadly sea snakes? Yikes. Definitely. And then finally, Walmart wants robots to help shop and clean their stores. Oh, as as much as I would love you to give me another tease for a robot story, since you did it so well yesterday. You're welcome. I'm (laughs) going to say pass. Okay. Fine. Fine. It's fine. Walmart's at Robots by Bedsides. I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) News or lose, it's coming up. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. I'm Jarrett. That's Allie. We are uh, just coming into the democracy of the show. It's called News It or Lose It. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. Where are we going to start, Jarrett? <laughs> We are going to start with snorkeling grandmas because they're kind of amazing. So these the breakfast of champions from CNN travel. uh, They're they're more they're modern explorers edition. It says snorkeling grandmothers reveal large deadly sea snake population in a popular bay. Now the details of this like about the sea snakes don't really care so much about that, but it is kind of interesting. Um, It says they call themselves the fantastic grandmothers and they've worked with scientists from the University of Caledonia and and Macquarie, I believe, University in Australia since July of 2017. All in their 60s and 70s, they're enthusiastic enthusiastic snorkelers who volunteered to photograph the deadly sea snakes. They are seven snorkeling grandmothers and they've been helping scientists uh, uncover a large population of these venomous sea snakes um, in a popular bay down um, in the South Pacific. Seven snorkeling grandmothers sounds like 
a, a documentary at the very least. Yeah, or like, you know, that Christmas rhyme. It's like, seven snorkeling grandmas. <laughs> exactly, oh. right, right. Uh, it says their research show that they um, that there are far higher populations of greater sea snakes um, in this in this bay. Uh, it's a well-known swimming spot in the capital of the South Pacific Archipelago. And there's Archipelago? Exactly, wow, is right? that how you pronounced it? Yeah, Archipelago. What do I you say? I thought it was Archipelago. I've always heard Archipelago. Wow, you've always heard that? Maybe I'm really wrong. How do you do it, um, Ginger Justin? He's like, I don't even know. You don't? You you never say that word? The findings um, are public, were published in a recent journal, and um, they, they praise the grandmother's energy, adding that they've transformed our understanding of the abundance and ecology of marine snakes in this system. It's a great pleasure and privilege to work with them. Um, I think that's really, really cool. I enjoy snorkeling on my own, but snorkeling with seven grannies sounds like the like best time. Granny, grandmother scientists, like researchers, you like know what I mean? Like dangerous snorkelers yeah. who are like, we're going to go see some deadly she snakes. You want to join us? <laughs> what are you, this? chicken? What is this accent? <laughs> um, science, <laughs> scientists say this is a remarkable number of venomous snakes uh, down there, um, which is uh, a, a small little area. Um, it says, since there have been no reports of human beings being bitten by these snakes, um, they describe them as having a benevolent disposition. Um, a lethally toxic species can grow up more than 1.5 meters in length. They're pretty long. Um, individuals can be easily recognized because of their unique patterns. They have these cool like patterns on their, their skin, and the grandmas help them to, hmm. to find them. Hey, you know, when I get older, I'm definitely going to do stuff that's really dangerous, because it seems to always make news headlines, you know, where it's like, granny at 90 years old jumps out of a plane, or like, this grandpa decided to check off his bucket list speed racing and it's like yeah I don't know life's too short and so when you're when I'm an old grandma I'm gonna do stuff like this if you're an old grandma that means you're gonna have to have grandkids oh yeah oh I just like Dan the speed okay so when you you're just being old lady just, you have to be a grandma <laughs> it's just like old woman jumps out of an airplane exactly. it's definitely <laughs> exactly. not as exciting you gotta have the grandkids damn it I have to procreate yeah you're gonna you have to caught me but you're you're working on having a baby I am we'll, we'll work on it you guys will do it uh, alright we've got several stories left we have uh, Facebook and Instagram banning f- some emojis that are sexually explicit in their opinion about this yeah uh, and then a list of the most dangerous celebrities to Google in 2019 Okay. So all, right. all that's coming up on Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. <laughs> Welcome back to Drop the Subject. I'm Jared. That's Allie. We are continuing with News It or Lose It. Continuing is a word. Shut up. We are continuing. We're continuing. And Jared is drunk. We are continuing with News It or Lose there It. There you go. And uh, Allie, what you got? Okay. You decided to news this, Jarrett. Who do you think is at the top of the list of the most dangerous celebrities to Google or to search for online? How are we defining dangerous? Like, dangerous how? Dangerous as in viruses. And I'm not talking about STDs. I'm talking about computer viruses. um, So, McAfee, you know, the security database, they every year release a list of the most dangerous celebrities to Google. And, you know, if you click on some of these celebrities, you're more likely to get a virus or some kind of malware. I feel like the immediate things I think about have they'd have to be something attached to either Game of Thrones or like Fortnite, something nerdy. Mm, those are good guesses. Those are good guesses. Uh, Fortnite is not on here, but honestly, I wouldn't know if it was. <laughs> I don't. Well, I guess there are, are there stars of Fortnite. 
Um, no. Like the characters? I, I don't ask me. I don't know anything about Fortnite. Moving on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Got it. I won't try to. So this is according to uh, McAfee and a chief. They call him a, a chief consumer security evangelist. Oh, what a what a title. Put that His on name's your Gary card. Davis. Hey, Gary. Hey, Gary. And he says, you know, consumers may not be fully aware that the searches they conduct pose risk. Okay, and, you know, that can occur. Risk occurs and viruses occur when personal information is compromised in exchange for access to their favorite celebrities, movies, TV shows and music. Now, number five on the list is Lupita Nyong'o. Really? Yes. But I also wonder if you're equally at risk if you try to search for her name and spell it wrong. Well, that's interesting because I'm sure most people are spelling it wrong. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're at least not doing the apostrophe. The apostrophe is always in the wrong spot. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, number four is Anna Kendrick. That's so random. Which I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, why? Is it from her Hilton commercials? I okay. Just... <laughs> and then I no... was thinking Pitch Perfect, but okay. Yeah. Number three, now you're in the right area. It's Game of Thrones related. Sophie Turner. Sansa. She Okay. Right, right. Number- um, that that seems on brand for me. I'm thinking like nerddom kind of things. Well, and I guess if you think about people trying to stream or rip audio video oh, and watch yeah. things, which makes before Anna they Kendrick come out even more confusing for me. No shade, Anna Kendrick. I don't know. You. Maybe it's her doing that cool cup uh, drumming oh, thing. Okay, maybe that. <laughs> Remember that from Pitch Perfect? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a fun watch. No, not fun enough though. Uh, number two is James Corden. And they say it's because of the carpool like all karaoke. of his video, how, yeah, all yeah. of his carpool karaoke and just okay. all of his viral videos in general. Interesting. Uh, the videos can get viral oh, in a wait, bad so way. The most viral part. I think it's going to be The Rock. It's not, and it's really? so shocking. Al- Alexis Bledel from Gilmore Girls and from Handmaid's Tale. I was going to say, what is that? What? <laughs> I don't know who Alexis Bledel. Yeah, you see her picture. I've never heard that name before. Oh, I mean, I recognize her, I guess, but if I walked Big past Big blue eyes. Street, yeah. On Gilmore Girls, she was the daughter. She was the one who was always talking a million miles an hour. Well, what do you think? What do you but I have to go to class. But That's, That's so all random. I know about that show is that they talk because, a million It must miles be about now. Gilmore Girls then. I guess Gilmore Girls or Handmaid's Tale. She's one of the main characters on Handmaid's, oh. so that's another one that people probably try to watch illegally. So there you go, okay. folks. Be careful when you Google. Well, one of the stories you newsed was four flight attendants arrested for money laundering at Miami Airport. Now, this is... Juicy. <laughs> this is crazy. So many buzzwords. I know, right? Uh, Miami Airport, <laughs> flight laundering? attendants, laundering, arrested, money. I mean, this whole headline is all clickbait, right? <laughs> Uh, It says, uh, this comes from the Huffington Post crime. It says the American Airlines attendants allegedly found carrying more than $22,000 in cash. So apparently these four flight attendants were coming through um, customs and this flight came from Chile and it went to Miami. It says that (laughs) the Customs and Border Patrol agent was reportedly tipped off to the alleged money transfer during a routine customs check. One of the the, uh, flight attendants told the, the Customs and Border Patrol agent that he was carrying only $100, but $9,000 was found on him. The other flight attendants were then stopped and questioned. Um, another one allegedly had $7,300 on them. Another one had $6,300 on them. It's unclear what role the fourth one had, though authorities said that she had allegedly plotted with the others to deliver money to a, quote, known person who would give them 1% of the total. 
All four. 1%? I know, right? That's such a crappy number. These idiots don't know how to negotiate. Well, it's 1% of like not a ton of money. Right. You know what I mean? So These flight attendants must have it bad if they're taking all that risk for 1% for of 1%, the profits. I mean, because realistically, 10% of $22,000 would be $2,000. So they're getting 1%. That's $200. You know what I mean? Like, that's not anything. And imagine if they ended at 1% where they started. <laughs> right. 0%. If they were negotiating um, at all. Two. You're like, oh. She's coming no. back at us with 2%? Exactly. Uh, 1%. Duh, I'm deal. just like, this is blowing my mind that it was for such a small amount of money. You know what doesn't blow my mind, though, is that it was American Airlines. Well, that's like a good airline. People pay money for really? that Really? I had a horrible experience on American Airlines. They did not me- let me on a flight because I was finishing a taco and they closed the boarding area early and then they would not give me a seat on the next plane and they wouldn't re- give me any kind of access to a future flight. It was horrible. Sounds like you were just really being a D-bag. No, I was not. I was kidding. finishing my damn taco in front of the flight attendant as he decided to close the boarding... All right, we can't get into this. They were doing all this for $226. <laughs> Let's just be clear. Um, That's okay. more embarrassing than getting married, than like getting, getting than getting arrested for money laundering. Yeah, it says all four have been placed uh, on an immigration hold. None of the accused were listed as having an assigned attorney. A spokesperson for American Airlines told Huffington Post that the company takes the matter quote seriously, <laughs> sort of seriously, even though we're kind of laughing at them exactly. for taking such a low amount. All right, we'll finish it up with Facebook and Instagram putting some restrictions on your emojis. When you're talking about how horny you are. Oh. Yeah. So I know that Mark Zuckerberg was in Congress earlier this week. AOC had a lot of grilling questions for him. So did a lot of other politicians. But nobody asked about this. And this is what would infuriate me more than anything else. Eggplant emojis or peach emojis can no longer be used with sexual statements about being horny. That is now prohibited on Facebook and on Instagram. What? In it, I know. This is ridiculous. That's... This is the mm, a violation okay. of our first. Is it First Amendment? Yeah. Okay. The first one. <laughs> Technically not, because it's not the government. Okay. But it's fine. You know go what? On, go on. It's this fine. is it's a fine. violation. It's what it is. Yes. In addition, users cannot post photos that use emojis to censor nudity. <laughs> Oh my okay, god. Okay, so those little peach emojis that go over your butt right. or you know an eggplant over your then uh, over you your can't what? over I'm your sorry. Your, I'm sorry. I missed it. One under, your shoo-ha, <laughs> under your shoo-ha. Under your wing. <laughs> under your under your These are all radio friendly sounds. Over your Over your they uh, cannot be used to censor nudity, and they can't refer. They can't refer followers to pages where porn is viewable. Well, there goes Instagram, everybody. I was gonna say there goes your, there goes the farm. There go all of my DMs that I get from people I don't know, where well, they're like, "Allie, this is for you." Ooh. Peach emoji, eggplant emoji, and I'm like, "Well, thank you." Well, speaking of being horny, Katie Hill is in some uh, <laughs> deep doo doo. We're gonna talk to uh, to Clayton Ferris about this bisexual congresswoman who's the first person to affect the Me Too laws that have been implemented in Congress. That's coming up. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. I'm Jarrett. That's Ali. There's an interesting story that's coming out of Southern California here, actually. Our representative, Katie Hill, was the first bisexual woman that was elected to Congress. And, uh... 
oddly enough, she's also the first person to trigger some new Me Too laws that have um, gone into effect in Congress. There's Ew. new rules that came out of the Me Too uh, situation a couple of uh, years ago where we lost all those Congress folks. They implemented new rules that said you cannot have any kind of relationship with anyone that works on your team or on a committee that you work on. Katie Hill's being accused of having a relationship with her legislative director. But, a male staffer. Right. Male. She went but male. But this is coming... Well, she's also married to a man um, and getting a divorce right. from him. Well, and it her, could have been a lady, I'm just her, saying. Her ex-husband, or her ex-husband-to-be, is actually um, the person that's uh, bringing these charges against her. So we wanted to talk to our bi guy, our friend, our bisexual resident... Wait. Our resident bisexual. Our resident bisexual in residence. That is our guy, Clayton. Because, Clayton, don't you think this? you have some splaining to do? In the sense Maybe. that if the first bisexual woman elected to Congress is already involved in some kind of a scandal sleeping with a staff member. And, you know, I, I want you to have a chance to defend all bisexuals. Well, here's the thing. It doesn't bode well for bisexuals since everyone thinks that bisexuals are all about sex and only sex. Well, that is what it's about, right? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, isn't there a part of this story also where she um, admitted to having a polyamorous affair as well? I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that either. I saw what I saw was a letter because she's like publicly denied it. But then they said that they found a letter where she's saying, I know that uh, that I became involved in a relationship with someone on my campaign. I know that my even a consensual relationship with a subordinate is inappropriate. I didn't read anything specifically about a polyamorous relationship, but I guess, Clayton, you're involved in one. Why can't she be? Exactly. Here's the thing. I don't, if you ask me, I don't think that you should be sleeping with people that work for you or under you because yes, it can set up situations where there's a power, you know, dynamic that doesn't make it healthy. But I also don't think that people should be shamed ever for their sexuality or their sexual preferences. Agreed. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think this is a safe place to be able to get agreement on that. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think we would all agree. <laughs> but I, I think so it's like if we go back to like Bill Clinton, like remember when he was going through all this stuff? Basically, it was just for having sex, and we're way past that sort of thing now. Well, Katie Hill says allegations that I've been involved in a relationship with Mr. Kelly are absolutely false. I am saddened that the deeply personal matter of my divorce has been brought into public view and the vindictive claims of my ex have now involved the lives and reputations of unrelated parties. Apparently, uh, Red State is a conservative um, outlet. They first published text messages and nude photos of Hill that revealed select details in the contentious ongoing divorce from her husband. Um, His name is Kenny Heslip, which, what a name. Um, including I details. Mean, Graham isn't much better. <laughs> including details of a former consensual extramarital relationship between the two and a female campaign aide. So I think they they did have like something going on with a third. That kind of um, lends to what you were talking about, Clayton. Yes. I, I Another mean, thing I find really interesting about this though is the fact that she's one of the she's like a younger Congress person, and she has nude photos on her phone. That's going to become an issue more and more because everybody's moods are out there. Oh, absolutely. As people's iClouds are getting hacked and things. Yeah, but Clayton, I mean, you're a sex positive person. What's the problem with nudes anymore? Doesn't Can't we just all admit everyone has nudes and it's okay? Let's share the nudes. Be transparent about them. 
I think that everyone should go on their Twitter right now and post the top five nudes on their phone. I agree. <laughs> oh, so he's not anti-nudes. No. <laughs> no, but no, I do not th- at all. But I do think that taking, I, just, I think taking nudes is definitely like a risky thing, especially if you're a politician, if you're a public figure, like having nudes on your phone is a risky thing to do. And I feel like if you, if you do it, you have to know like there's a possibility that they get out. And I, I say that as sex positively as possible, mm-hmm. right? Like, I mean, I think everyone has a right to do exactly what they want, but just but they have to know right. that there might be. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So then but Clayton, you, might, uh, go ahead. Well, I was saying, do you remember back in the day whenever someone was running for, like, a political office, it would be a big deal if there was a photo of them holding, like, a beer or drinking or drunk. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Now, times have changed. We live in a different time. So, Clayton, if you were in Katie Hill's situation, say you went through a messy breakup and then now you're, you've got this newly elected position, but then there was someone on your campaign that was like, mm, and then you were maybe involved in a nice thruple, would you go for it? Look, I think I would find someone that I was under and try to sleep with them. Okay. (laughs) You try and get up underneath them, is what you're saying. I would try to get up underneath someone who has more power than me. All right. Well, you you heard it from Clayton. Uh, All bisexuals are not slutty. They're just slutty sometimes. So that's that's very nice of you to say. That's my campaign slogan. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Our bye guy. Thank you as always. Bye. Bye. More Drop the Subject coming up. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Well, just like that, it is time to say goodbye, and you have to head off to your summit, Jarrett. I have I to do. head up, uh, head out to to do something much more ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and no, you're you're back. You're making money. I'm working. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. All right. There it is. Uh, and uh, so we have to send you off with some gayest news headlines of the week, and uh, and then we'll close it out with some happy endings. You know, every Friday we like to share the contenders, the nominees for gayest news headlines of the week, because we're always looking at the internet. We're always reading what's going on in the news. Oh, you know, Jennifer Aniston got an Instagram. Oh, Felicity Huffman is out of jail, blah, blah, blah. But then sometimes we see some headlines and we're like, wow, that sounds really Channel q It sounds super gay. So here are the finalists and we will post them on Instagram story at DTS show every Sunday for your voting pleasure. And then Monday we will announce the official winner. Without further ado, your gayest news headlines of the week are headline number one. For two Colorado women, there's love, marriage, and then there's roller derby. <laughs> that's definitely Terry and Jean. <laughs> that's a Terry that's and like Jean story. That's like in their old days, though. Yeah, yeah, that's when they were young. They're not doing it anymore. Now they just go to roller derby. Exactly, and they love it. And they love it. Headline number two, Invisible Mazda Miata hardtop is weird and entirely wonderful. Oh, okay. <laughs> you just... I, that proves how gay that. it is because you're excited to <laughs> see what I, it looks like. I was like, I don't even know if I can repeat what I just... Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Headline number three. How will Lightfoot look to plug a huge budget hole? <laughs> oh, no, because she's a lesbian. <laughs> Lightfoot. Chicago. She has to plug a huge budget hole. Yeah, she does. It's going to be tough. And then finally... <laughs> it's going to be tough. It's going to be so tough. And then finally, headline number four. Through hikers got kicked off a plane because they smelled. Through hikers? I don't know what through hikers are, but... Two hiking women, I would assume, getting kicked off a plane because they smell that so bad sounds pretty is a gay, gay headline. Are they so, from Lesbia? I think they, maybe they were hiking through Lesbia. <laughs> they go. were visiting their homeland. Okay. So those are your nominees this week for Gayest News Headline. As I said, we'll put them on Instagram story on, on Sunday and you can vote for the official Gayest News Headline of the week. Absolutely. And now, 
some happy endings. Yes, uh, this is the point of the show where we like to take some of the downers, turn them into uppers, mm-hmm. if that's a thing. Oh, yeah. Actually, uppers are definitely a thing. Um, Justin, I, think, I think John Belushi would agree with you. Justin, who is cleanly shaven today, um, which kind he of He does look us. very baby-faced. He does, yeah. Um, Justin, we'll let you start off. What you got? I'm glad we can all agree, even though we have differences. You say tomato, I say tomato. You say archipelago, I say archipelago. Yeah. Oh, I see what you did there, because it rhymes with tomato. Archipelago. <laughs> archipelago. Always better when you explain <laughs> Jokes are definitely always funnier when you have to explain them. What you got, Allie? All right. My happy ending is that, sure, Katie Hill may be giving bisexuals a bad name by having an affair with one of her staffers. Alleged affair. Alleged affair. But on the bright side, politicians have been giving straight white men a bad name for years, and they seem to be doing just fine. Just fine. Girl, listen. (laughs) Listen, I don't even know if I can top that. Because there's, it is, it's not laced with truth, it is truth. It is the truth. It is true. And truth hurts. Okay, mine is, um, mine has a bit of a callback. We'll see if you, you can catch it. It's <laughs> I the, love how you preface yeah, the well, joke the with the an week. explanation. So it's, it's a bit of a, a weekly recap. <clears throat> Jane Fonda and Ted Danson may have gotten arrested today, and that's a bummer. But look at the bright side. Ryan Reynolds could still get it. It still doesn't work. It's still but it's a callback. Work, but it is a callback. <laughs> there we go. Callbacks that make no sense. Hit. There we yeah. go. There we go. A we callback should... <gasps> is when something happened before uh-huh. and you call it back. Ginger Justin, you gave me a great idea. We have to do some kind of like a best of oh, of no. Jarrett's happy endings. Oh, so it's basically yesterday's live tease over and over <laughs> and over and over again. It's not even a happy ending. <laughs> it's not. Oh, it'd be great. Well, By your bedside, add a robot. There everyone. we go. That's our week. We really appreciate you joining us. Make sure you check out our podcast. You can go to type in Drop the Subject uh, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to listen, to subscribe, and leave a review or five stars. Uh, we appreciate that. And uh, tell a friend about the show. Next week, we've got a whole a whole other week of shows, a whole other week of live shows. Yeah, we're still going to be here. Apparently. <laughs> oh, allegedly. We'll see if the key cards work on oh, Monday. Oh, God. Uh, we appreciate it. We'll see you next week. On the, ne- on the next Drop the Subject. Okay, so Allie locked herself out of the studio while running to the bathroom. I'm going to sneak in a promo. On Monday, we've got the Monday Munch Report. We're going to tell you, is there science behind the reason you crave crazy food after you don't get enough sleep? Plus, why was Eminem just interviewed by the Secret Service about some lyrics of his? Oh, shoot. Here comes Allie. I can't hear you. What? Oh, honey, I'm doing a promo. I'll be right with you. Could you calm down? I'm trying to do a promo here. Drop the subject, 12 to 2 Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern, on the new Channel Q.